The Church Media Podcast, episode number 46, Staying Dedicated to Your Family While Serving in Ministry with Jason Hauser. Let's do it. Hey there. Welcome to the Church Media Podcast. The definitive podcast for creating dynamic experiences and building solid production teams at your church. Video, audio, lighting, stage design, volunteer culture, and more. You can find the show notes for this episode at 1230media.com slash podcast. And now, broadcasting from the heart of the South, here's your host, Church Media Coach Carl Barnhill. Having more fun than a Christian should be allowed to have? This is episode number 46 of the Church Media Podcast. I'm Carl Barnhill, your master of ceremonies for this episode. Thank you so much for listening this week. This is the definitive podcast for helping you create dynamic experiences and build solid media production teams at your church. This week, we are talking about you. That's right, you. Chances are you're a staff member or volunteer at your church, and you are serving hard in ministry. If we are not careful, sometimes our ministry for God can take the place of our relationship with God and our relationship with our family. So how do we stay dedicated to these priorities while being pulled in so many demanding ways from the church that we serve? How do you make time for your own walk with Christ? How do you lead your family well? How do you lead your kids well? I'm going to take us to part two of my interview with Seeds Family Worship founder and author, Jason Hauser. Jason's new book, Dedicated, Training Your Children to Trust and Follow Jesus, is all about leading your family well. It's all about how to stay dedicated to your family. We talked about how this applies to church staff members and pastors and how we can lead our families well while at the same time serving in ministry. So we're going to jump right in. Here we go. Part two of my interview with Seeds Family Worship founder, Jason Hauser. This is an exclusive interview from 1230 Media and Carl Barnhill. Get shareable content and free resources for your team at 1230media.com slash podcast. Here's Carl now. I think that really leads us into this next conversation I really want to have with you, and that is uh, you've just recently written a book called Dedicated, Training Your Children to Trust and Follow Jesus. And I'd love to uh, kind of focus on um, this as it relates to church staff members. So many times we can be uh, more passionate about our ministry for God uh, that uh, we don't pay as much attention to our relationship with God or with our family even. So speak to mm-hmm. that. How can we guard ourselves against our ministry for God uh, overshadowing or overtaking our two bigger priorities in our life, I guess? Yeah, I mean, I, one thing I wanted to say by way of encouragement is I think for for all of us that serve in the Church, God's put this passion in us, and God's put a love for people in us and and to care about the gospel and what god's done in our lives we want to see that happen in others lives and and we take the great commission seriously we want to go and make disciples we care about these things and and we get focused on that we get passionate and of course ministry is very demanding you know even our our kids (laughs) in the hard time because as we're leaving our church and we also have a Christian school at, at our church, and so just to get out of the building because we're talking to people, people have questions and they want. Um, <laughs> You're the last one to leave, them, right? Right? Yeah, we're the yeah. last one. Where they're like, Dad, <laughs> we're going to ride home with Mom. We leave, you know. But that's just part of 
part of our story. So ministry can be so demanding, and, and we have to really learn to set boundaries and, and to set priorities. And the book you mentioned, Dedicated, that's the heart of this book, is being dedicated to the most important things. Because most Christian families dedicate at some point their, their children to the Lord, whether it's a child dedication, whether it's an a infant baptism, but whatever that looks like in your church context, it's really the heart of that for the Christian parents is we believe and we're acknowledging and we're committing to the fact that the most important thing for us to do as parents is to help our kids to come to trust and follow Jesus. But the reality comes in when you try to live that out, especially here in the 21st century, like what does that look like? And for us on staff, we're always going to be pulled away and pulled into other things, and, and it can take us off-center about that discipleship. And the Bible is very clear about the importance of those that serve, of managing their household well. And ultimately, um, it's not that our lives don't get messy and that we don't have issues and sin, because we all do. I like to keep it real, Carl. You I know, know you saying? do, baby. I know but, you do. <laughs> but, uh, uh-huh. but the thing about it is, like, with our families, we have to come back to managing our household well means to be intentional about discipling our kids. Right. And again, you know, sometimes people think, well, that even, okay, I'm on staff at a church, I, do I need to be like, preaching sermons to my kids, or what am I supposed to be doing, or I don't even, you know, yeah. we even feel ill-equipped being on staff at church, but, but really what it means, like in Deuteronomy 6, it really lays out this model in, in verses 4 through 7, but it's like really impressing on your kids that there's only one God, and that, and that you show your kids that your relationship with the Lord, that you love God, that you're in His Word, that your relationship with the Lord is important to you. And then as you go through life, it talks about, you know, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up, you know, during those, those seasons of, of lives, when you sit at home, there's different seasons, but it's really making God the center mm-hmm. of your home. And so uh, in ministry, and, and one of the things you hear, anybody, honestly, that ministers to families, they use this word, so we use it as well. But it's just being intentional. It's just having a game plan. Deuteronomy 6, six says to be diligent, you know. Right. And so that's what I encourage, you know, staff people to do is um, to be diligent about having a plan. And that's going to look different in your context and in your church and in your role and um, in the season of life of your kids. But I, I do think it's important, and I encourage everybody that's listening, just to, to take an inventory and say, hey, where are we right now? And, and I'll be honest with you, um, myself, taking an inventory, we're moving to a new season of life with our teenagers. Our oldest son just got a job, and like we, we haven't been connecting as much as I would like. And I said this with our family, hey, guys, we're not, you know, just having time where we share a meal together, and it's if you came and hung out in our house, it, it's not a big, <laughs> our, our family time is not a big spiritual down, right? It's just we share lives, but we, we talk about the Lord, and we have times when we pray together. Um, you know, and it, it's very simple, but we try to be consistent with it, and that's what I just encourage. It's, it's not, to, not to make it too hard, but just to make it intentional and to make it regular. Right. Now, you, you wrote this book uh, dedicated with a fellow pastor and his son, and I encourage our listeners that a, a lot of times church media guys can be all about uh, pushing the right button, making sure the uh, execution of Sunday went well. But I like to encourage that we are pastors first, 
uh, even mm-hmm. to a church media volunteer group, we're called to be pastors first. So uh, tell me why you guys wrote the book and what pastors especially can can learn and take away from it. You touched on this a little bit, but tell me about pastors. What can pastors take away from it? Well, I, I think the, the big um, part is, you know, we model as leaders. People are looking to us, and and I wouldn't say, I don't say that in, in any way for performance, like, oh, our families have to be perfect. I mean, I, honestly, quite the opposite is I think um, just showing how our families are a priority and helping other families be a priority, but also sharing um, some of our struggles, you know, I think with our volunteers to say, hey, we're not getting, getting this right all the time, and we're having some issues at home. Um, like I say, parenting teenagers, I mean, we've, we've encountered some, some pretty big mountains but we have people around us that we counsel with and that pray for us. And, um, and, and so we want to be a, create that community and, and set the example um, as leaders of, you know, really that this is a priority. You know, and that's, that's one of the hearts of Dedicated is to make it a priority. And the reason that I wrote this book with um, Pastor Bobby Harrington, and he, he's the same pastor I talked about earlier, that the pastor of the church that seeds came out of in Franklin, Tennessee. The reason I wrote this with him is because his influence on my life when our kids were young from the pulpit and just counseling with me personally, he really spoke into my life as a young parent. And so I came to him and said, hey, Bobby, I'd love to write um, a parenting book because I'm teaching about parenting and discipleship as I go out and lead seeds events. And he said, well, I've already started a book. I'd love to include you in it. It's just kind of sitting there. So let's, let's collaborate with it. And then we literally worked on it for a couple of years and kind of came to a standstill. And then his son, Chad Harrington, just graduated from getting his master's uh, in theology. And he offered us to help us move the book forward. And he started writing with us. And he's such a gifted writer that we thought, man, I, I said, I said, this is incredible with a father and a son and his perspective, because he's a follower of Jesus and, and his dad, Bobby, has passed his faith down to Chad, and so I'm like, this is what people are endeavoring to do, so would you guys share some of your struggles and, and, and be real about that? And I said, we'd love to share, you know, the things we think we've done right, the things we think we've messed up, and, and I'm very transparent as well. I try to share um, areas we're struggling, because we're all in this together, and parenting is hard, mm-hmm. but it's so worthwhile. Um, and so Bobby had been a spiritual father to me, so you have a father and a son, and then someone who's been a spiritual father, so the three of us, I think... Uh, there's so many parenting books out there, but I think our perspectives um, really make for an engaging, you know, journey through what does it look like to really disciple, to do discipleship in the home, and to hear stories about, like, see things that have worked and things that haven't and, and the struggles. But, but the heart of it, again, is like, this is the most important thing. If we're going to struggle at something, struggle at this, that we're going to really try to, to love our kids and give them the very best, which and the very best is walking with Jesus, you know, and so um, it's it's so worth it. So anyway, I, I think that that kind of gives you a, a vision and kind of how yeah. I think leaders can can share that with with their you know volunteers is just really it's it's a priority thing. Like you're going to make it a priority. It's going to be challenging for you, but you they're going to see in you like, hey, you know, this guy's family has issues like everybody else's family, but. He makes it a priority when there are issues. He he's engaged and he's asked asked us to pray and, and then also feel like, man, we're doing this together. That you're not alone. That you you want the success of your volunteers and you care about 
hey, Wednesday nights, you come every Wednesday night, you've been struggling a whole lot, and how's your family doing? Well, they're not doing good, I'm so busy. Well, how can I help you with that? Maybe you shouldn't do Wednesday nights anymore. Right. Like, I care about you investing time in your family, and we're going to move some things around to make sure, you know, because ministry comes at you so fast, it's like a river, right? And it's just always flowing. And we need to help each other navigate this and, and make sure that we're taking care of the most important things. And so sometimes it's it's really caring specifically for volunteers and saying, hey, I'm, I'm, I see your family struggling, your marriage is struggling, and you're so busy, maybe you need to kind of dial it back a notch, and let me help you do that. So let's take it from the staff perspective. How as pastors or staff members, how can we stay, and this may be um, repetitive, but uh, maybe we can go a different direction with it. Um, how, okay. can, how can we stay dedicated to our family while at the same time serving in ministry? Well, yeah, and I, I think actually I can kind of <clears throat> answer this in a different way. It's not, it's not going back to where we were. One of the things that's helped me the most, and I try to be real specific with ideas, and this may work in your life, but is being when I talk about being intentional, one of the things that we've done is we schedule time together as a family. And so we have a couple nights a week that we try to have dinner and some kind of a family time, which a family devotion sometimes sounds a little too formal. And so that's why I don't always use that language. I use more of a family time, but there's a spiritual component to that. And when I talk to our kids, I don't say, hey, we're having family devotions. I can't just, let's have our family time. Because everybody wants that. You know, it just keeps it to where it's just part of who we are as a, as a family. But I encourage people to schedule time. Because, you know, we, we make time for the things that are a priority. We show up on time. We make, And so whatever that looks like in your context. But for us, it used to be Monday and Tuesday nights. Now it's Sunday and Monday nights. Um, and we don't always hit those nights. And, and it's not that we don't have dinner maybe another other nights in the week and do different things. But this is the time we try to sit down and we're intentional. That we know, hey, we're going to sit down. We're going to have a meal together. And we're going to talk about our day. One of the things we talk about is what's your high-low for the day. And it's a very simple thing, but it helps us. What's the high, this is the high point of my day? This is the low point. And we share different things. And then maybe we'll move into a time where our family has read a few books together. We've done different, like I talked about, what's in the Bible. We watch videos together. Um, sometimes we'll just we'll keep it real simple and say, hey, we're, we're going to go around the circle tonight, and each person is just going to thank God for one thing. And that may be our whole family time, but it's just really pointing to God and getting focused on Him, and, and then sometimes we'll, there'll be a situation going on, it's like, hey, we need to have a, a talk about this, and then we may apply a scripture. You know, one of the scriptures that all of our kids have memorized, most parents can appreciate this, is Ephesians 4.29, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that might benefit those who listen. And uh, so we talk about that, and a lot of times I think the emphasis on that verse is don't let unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, you know, which is we don't want that. <laughs> Although it happens sometimes in our house to keep it real. But really what the phrase we've taken from that scripture is, hey, is that building others up? Are you building up your brother? And kind of the positive, like, hey, we want to use our words. So sometimes we may circle back, hey, this this week, you know, we've all kind of been on each other. Everybody's been grumpy. We've been, feel like we've been turning each other down. And, and you know, part of who we are is, we want to build each other up as a family, and like the Bible talks about. You know, yeah. so taking this truth in real life, in real life, and what's going on in our family, and just applying it, 
that could be a simple family time. And so, um, so what I encourage, I think, staff members to do is, with your busy schedule at church, maybe schedule, just kind of say, hey, we're going to put a time down where we're going to be together. And um, another family that we minister with and seeds, the Morland family, they're missionaries, they live in Franklin, Tennessee, but they um, became intentional about having breakfast together, and they do a, they do a family devotion, they'll go through a book or some different things together. Um, but just while they're having breakfast, they decided, you know what, we all have breakfast together. We all have, well, we all have breakfast, not together, but that's it. We all eat breakfast. Let's do it together and spend 15 minutes and just pray, eat, and then share something from the Word. And mm. they do it every school day, Monday through Friday, you know. And I've actually stayed in their home with them, experienced this, and it's, it's an incredible thing. Um, and they've got a larger family, so a lot of times larger families will have more structure and it's beneficial um, smaller families, you know, you seem to have a little bit more flexibility, and our family kind of flows. The Morton family has more structure, and we, we kind of, you know, we flow like the river here at, at the Hauser household. Mm-hmm. So, but it's part of discovering who your family is, but it's making it a priority within the context of, of your lives. Now, uh, man, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, I'd love to close our time uh, together by wrapping this all into leadership, really, using Seeds Family Worship music and media and staying dedicated to our families like you were just talking about. Uh, for us, it, it rolls into being a great leader, I think, not uh, leading not only the volunteers that, that God has entrusted us with, uh, but leading our families well. Now, you've been in ministry for over a decade at least. Give me some things mm-hmm. that you've learned about being a good leader in, in these areas. Well, I, you know, I think one of the hearts of it, Carl, um, when you, and, and I've read, you know, John Maxwell, different people on leadership, and, and also being in the secular world, you see um, leadership, you know, uh, the impact that leadership has, whether it's for good or for bad, you know? Yeah. <laughs> As John Maxwell says, you know, leadership is influence, and so we have to just look at the place that God's put us and say, you know, the Lord has chosen to put me in a place of influence, and so how am I going to use that influence? And obviously looking to Jesus' example, but I, I, I always go back to the term servant leader, you know, with the heart to serve, and obviously that is the heart of Jesus, not coming to be served, which he, des- would, he deserves to be served, right? But he didn't come to deserve to be served, but to serve. And so it really comes into caring about the people um, that you're leading, caring about their lives. And again, I like to keep it real, is that's taxing and exhausting at times. And sometimes you just, you've got to get these objectives done. And Sunday's coming and there's pressure. You know, we deal with a lot of pressure. When I was in the secular world, you know, we do a big event or a concert or um, trying to get an artist or recording contract. And so we put a lot of energy for a season. But then after that would happen, we'd, we'd back off and we'd, we wouldn't take two weeks off, but we would kind of throttle down. And when I got into full-time ministry, I realized just the constancy of it, that every week there's just a certain amount that has to be accomplished, and then there's all these extra things that come and all the dynamics of every aspect of life that we're involved with. And so um, from a leadership standpoint, in the midst of all that, sometimes we can just lose sight of staying connected and really caring for and serving the people that we're leading and that they know that we care about them, that we care about their lives, that we're invested in them. So I really think um, that's one of the most important things is just taking the time. And so what does that look like? It's taking the time to pray for the people that we're leading and pray for them 
in your private time with the Lord, to also taking time when you're dealing with situations, saying, hey, let's pray about that right now. Just stopping everything mm-hmm. and say, we want to bring God into this equation. So whatever's going on, it's like, you know, this is going on, but maybe some things are shared with you. And it's like, man, let's, let's bring this to the Lord. And, um, and to do that well, I've found, you know, it begins with me seeking God, and, and I do this in, inconsistently, but the days that I really spend time with the Lord first, and then I move, I flow that into the ministry that God has for me, that I'm most ready to serve, you right. know? Right. And when I get disconnected from the Lord, then I, most, uh, I mostly want people to get the stuff done that I've given them to do. <laughs> 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 and that's just nice. being honest, right? Yeah, so true. And, but when you, the other thing I think from a, a leadership standpoint is we need to think long-term. You know, our world is so in the moment and taking care of things, and, and we need to see what's, what's the long-term impact of this. And even making commitments, we want to be have integrity with the commitments that we make. I'm an over-committer by nature, because I'm a creative person, a passionate person. i got more ideas sometimes than I have sense. <laughs> Carl, you mm, know this. Yeah. But I've learned to say, you know, we make these commitments, but not just how is this commitment going to impact me, but how is it going to impact my family? How is this commitment going to impact my team? And so I'm thinking, and what's the long term of this? And sometimes for us, doing a creative project, um, we're thinking, yes, we're going to do this because this, is, this really needs to happen. Is this the right timing to do this? And how is this going to affect my team long term with where we are? You know, and I think um, kind of having a servant's heart and then thinking, having that long term um, view is so important for us. I think those two things, Carl, would be two of the key things um, that I would say. And, and I'll drop one other thing in here. We, we just did a, a, a lesson on spiritual giftings. But one of my spiritual gifts I'm so thankful to have from the Lord is exhortation or encouragement. But I think it's so important um, for us as leaders to speak encouragement, to breathe the life. And even if that may not be one of your primary spiritual gifts, because we all, all the giftings, we need to, you know, um, exercise those, right? If, if you don't have the gift of generosity, you still need to be generous, because <laughs> that's right. God's heart. So as leaders, we all need to be encouragers, and it's amazing how you speak life into people um, and into our volunteers, because many times, especially when we talk about media, you know, these things we're talking about, we're, a lot of us are behind the scenes. You know, I'm on stage, and I'm behind the scenes. But when someone comes along... Um, alongside you and says, you know, you are doing such a great job, or I saw what you did, or even like the person that's doing the slides, you know, when someone leads the slides perfectly and, and it just flows, there's no interruption to the worship. I mean, that's part of the worship. That's as important as the, the person up there singing the song and the person playing the guitar, and it's all of us together, and when the sound is right at the right place, and, and it's really, doing sound is very creative when you do it well and, and you're allowing it to breathe and you're paying attention to those transitions and when you do that well the focus it just helps people stay focused on the lord and why they're there yeah distraction you know, and people free. may not notice right but but you and so a lot of people don't know that right how important the sound is but you know as a leader maybe if you're a technical director and you can say man this morning this the sound i, I just so impacted by the worship and what you you are such an important part of that like you you just did such a great job this morning and it blessed me, and it blessed the church. You know, that's 15 seconds of encouragement. Um, one thing I try to do when we've done conferences and different events, I, I do the best I can 
and I've been a part of a bigger team, just to, at the end of the event, just walk around and just thank the different individual people that were involved for their part of how they helped me. And it's amazing what a blessing that is to people. And, you know, and the Lord just put that on my heart to do that, and so I just make a habit of it, because it takes so many different people to contribute and just to try to thank people individually, but as a leader in the context especially of your church, to make sure um, that you're using the power of encouragement um, for your team, because it really matters, and it really builds them up. It really does. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, man, thank you so much for uh, for hanging out today. Tell tell us about the the uh, resources for Seeds and your book. How can we uh, find your stuff and, and pick up stuff for our teams? Absolutely, man. Well, yeah, it's www.seedsfamilyworship.com is our website. I'd love for you guys to go check it out. It's new. We, we just put a whole lot into it. We've done a whole revamping of our website over the past few months. Um, and we really do uh, want to create a place where you can get resources for your family. We have all of our Scripture CDs. Like Carl mentioned earlier, we have 10 CDs. Uh, we're finishing, I believe, in the, the, our fifth DVD. Isn't that right, Carl? Yeah, about, uh, yeah so, number five. And it, yeah, and so um, we have our CDs, our DVDs, and then we, the dedicated book we've talked about. Plus, we also have some other great books that are there, some other great DVDs. I mentioned What's in the Bible um, and The Wild Brothers. And, and we're going to continue to add resources because we want to come alongside and equip families and make it fun, make it easy to do these things. And so we hope you can um, use this as a resource. And for worship leaders, we have all of our chord charts that are up there for all of our songs. So if you want to do some scripture songs with um, kids, with youth, actually we have a ton of churches that use seeds in corporate worship and sometimes with the series. So it's easy for you to go on there, go to uh, resources, chord charts, they're free for all the albums. Um, and then we have some really cool scripture backgrounds that you can put on your computer that are free. We're doing some scripture cards that will be coming out. Uh, will be coming out with soon. We've got some free printables, and we've got some really nice ones that you can put around your house that will be for sale soon. But we really want to help um, everybody get into the Word of God and to be built up in their faith and, and to be a resource. So again, it's www.seedsfamilyworship.com. Please come check us out. Help us to, we use this as a pun, but spread the word. We want to spread the word of God. And so we appreciate so much of our ministry is word of mouth and social media. But if you've been benef- if you've benefited from the Seeds ministry and our resources, share it with others and point them to Seeds. Um, God's brought us to really a new place over the past couple of years, and the ministry has grown significantly. And he's brought some incredible new people, Carl, yourself included, and and my brother Josh Hauser and his wife onto our team. And so uh, we've experienced some, some incredible growth, and we're so thankful for that. But we have this vision for reaching literally all over the world, and God's continuing to open new doors for us. But um, we really believe that what we're doing, that we're called to do, our nonprofit ministry, and so we want people to discover us and use our resources and, and to be a part of building the kingdom in their homes. Well, again, man, thank you so much for your time today and, and hanging out with me. I really appreciate uh, you and your friendship and uh, you guys as ministry well, partners here, and, and your time today, mm-hmm. buddy. Thank you so much. All right. Well, hey, so I'm going to give – can I give one parting word here? Yeah, go ahead. My parting shot Absolutely, to everybody. Because um, I said this in the beginning, but I just want to close with this. Um, and I don't know if I can throw down a prayer on here, Carl, for everybody. Yeah, please. But I'd like to. Um, but just know that the work that you're doing – and I say this, if Jesus truly is Lord, if our God that we believe in is the God of the universe, and the work that you're doing that you've been called to 
is so important. And so don't let the enemy of our souls, one of the things he wants to do is he wants to discourage us and put this, the cloud of discouragement over us. And I believe that's the spirit of discouragement, and I just am going to pray against that right now for you, and pray you can do your work um, to the glory of God and enjoy it. God wants us to have joy in our work, and serving in ministry um, can be such a joyful thing when, when we're doing it unto the Lord. And so I just want to pray for you guys and finish my time. So, Lord, I just pray for just my brothers and sisters listening to this, that you'll fill them with your joy as they serve you in your church, God, that they will see that the work you call them to is so important, that, that no matter what role they have, if they're doing light, if they're doing sound, if they're creating videos, if they're leading worship, if they're in the band, whatever, whatever their role is, um, <clears throat> that they're a pastor, whatever role that you've called them to, it matters and uh, you have put them there, and that they can serve you, and I pray for their joy. I pray, God, that they won't have the spirit of discouragement, but they'll have, be encouraged, and that they'll be encouragers. And I pray you'll use everybody that's listening to continue to build up your church, and God, that we'll be about the things of your kingdom and the things that will matter. So, Lord, thank you so much. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. This has been an all-access interview from 1230 Media and Carl Barnhill. Get exclusive content for your team online now at 1230media.com. There is currently no cure for Anna's condition. Free her from this. Can you even hear me? You're telling me when this baby girl fell 30 feet, she hit her head just right and it didn't paralyze her. It healed her? Yes. That's impossible. Miracles from Heaven. He told me I'd be fine. Who told you you'd be fine? Based on the true story. Rated PG. Hey guys, Carl here. I recently chatted with Miracles from Heaven producer Devon Franklin about the cast of the film. Here's what he had to say. Now, this is a, the, a faith-based film, and uh, starring uh, Jennifer Garner, as you said, Queen Latifah, Martin Henderson. What attracted these big-name actors to this film in particular? You know, what, I'm, what I have found, you know, my number of years being in Hollywood and making a lot of films like this that have messages of faith and inspiration that can cross over to a mainstream audience, that, you know, talent like a Jennifer Garner... You know, when they read the script and it has substance and it means something and, and there's also a great character to play that is a wonderful showcase of all of their gifts. And in addition to that, it feels very commercial. I think that the combination of those things and the fact that there's a story that is life-affirming, that's family-affirming and faith-affirming, I think it's a combination of all those things that make stories like this very attractive to big-name talent like a Jennifer Garner. Miracles from Heaven, now available on DVD and Blu-ray. To sponsor an episode of the Church Media Podcast, visit 1230media.com slash advertise. And now, back to your church media coach, Carl Barnhill. If you would like to order Jason's book, Dedicated, or if you would like more resources on how you can stay dedicated to your family while serving in ministry, visit the show notes page for this episode. Lots of links and resources for you there. 1230media.com forward slash podcast. This is episode number 46. You guys can also support Jason and Seeds Family Worship by purchasing their music, their videos, and getting some awesome resources for your family at seedsfamilyworship.com. That's seedsfamilyworship.com. 
Well, that's it for us this week. I want to thank my producer, the great one, David Michael Hyde. David is a contemporary composer, and he's a music producer for film and digital media. DavidMichaelHyde.com is where he hangs out. If you have an audio need, editing, scoring, or some motivational quotes. Okay, I made that last part up. Again, David's web home is DavidMichaelHyde.com. Thanks for listening to the podcast this week. We are humbled that you are taking the ride with us on this journey of church media knowledge. I welcome your ideas and topics for future episodes of the show. You can email me directly at carl at 1230media.com. I love getting your emails, carl at 1230media.com. And be sure to take a minute sometime today, if you would, and rate and review our podcast in iTunes. It helps us get these free resources to more and more churches and ministries across the Fruited Plain. And for worship and custom media resources for your church, be sure to check out our ministry at 1230media.com for lots of great stuff. We'd love to partner with your church today. Go out there, guys, and create some incredible experiences this Sunday. I'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to the Church Media Podcast. Get the show notes for today's episode at 1230media.com slash podcast. And be sure to rate and review this podcast in iTunes. For more free church media resources, visit 1230media.com. We'll see you right here next week for another episode of the Church Media Podcast.